about you but throughout eternity I'm gonna sing that he's worthy of it all praise the Lord it's nothing that I have done it's nothing that I can do but everything that he has done for me he deserves the glory only Jesus praise God Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Let's turn to God's word. Matthew chapter 16. Verse 13 to 23. Highlighting on the words 23. Now when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, He was asking his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. He said to them, but who do you yourself say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Then Jesus made it clear to the disciples that it was now necessary for him to go to Jerusalem, submit to an ordeal of suffering to the hands of the religious leaders, be killed, And then on the third day, be raised up alive. Peter took him in hand, protesting, Impossible, Master! That can never be. But Jesus did not waver. He looked at Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak to us. Release grace and anointing so that your word will touch lives, change us, and draw us closer to you. 
may Christ be exalted. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in Jesus' name. Victory to Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Today's message is titled, Who is Speaking? Who is Speaking? We go to conventions, we go to meetings, and we decide to pick and choose based on who is speaking. But sometimes there are spokespersons who speak for others. And then there are times when the speaker is not speaking by himself, but on behalf of someone else. Or at times, they are influenced or prompted to speak on behalf of someone else. At times, they are influenced by others to speak. We come to the passage here, a very interesting passage. Very interesting because we see how Jesus looks at Peter and discerns what is at work in and through him. When you take into consideration the context, what is brewing around, Jesus is walking with his disciples and he poses a question to see how much they have learned. Jesus quite often wants to know how far we have come in our understanding, in our knowledge, in our revelation about him. We've been walking with Jesus for quite some time. How far have we come in our knowledge about Jesus? Is there a progress, a growth, a development in our understanding of the scripture, in our knowledge of the word of God, and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus, from time to time, would pose question to his disciples. And if you consider yourself as a disciple, deep down in your spirit, when you meditate the word of God, when you sit under the teaching and the preaching of God's word, you could hear the spirit of God whispering and asking you questions that will bring you to a place of disclosing your depth with your master. Jesus poses the question, what do you think? What do these people say about me? Of course, there is so many answers, but Jesus is interested in what do you guys say about me? Peter comes up with an answer. Hanging around with Jesus brings deep revelation about God. When you hang around Jesus, when you hang around the word of God, when you linger in the presence of God, when you mull over the word of God, 
chew the word of God, it brings greater and deeper revelation about who Jesus is. You can't hang around Jesus and not be changed. You can't hang around Jesus and become a person who has a deeper understanding about the things of God. You can't hang around Jesus and don't allow him to rub something off him. Praise God. Hallelujah. The more you hang around Jesus, praise God. Hallelujah. You become receptive for what heaven has to download into you. So whether you are singing, preaching, teaching, attending, open yourself up. Heaven wants to download a file into you. Praise the Lord. Do you rejoice in the presence when we sing? When we worship do you take delight in the fact that you are in the presence of the king of kings? When you are walking with him, when you are talking with him, when you are worshiping him, do you feel the aura of God's presence? It is at that time that God downloads something into you. Praise God. I always love worship. Praise God. Such a joy to be in the presence of the king. Praise God. This man blurts out and Jesus looks at him and puts a stamp of approval upon the revelation and says, that's not you. That's the father giving you the revelation. Praise God. Who is speaking? Praise God. The Father can speak through you. The Son and His Word can speak through you. The Spirit of God can speak through you. If you're a channel that is open for God to download His revelation, you and I can become a channel that can bring blessing and a revelation to the world and to the children of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hanging around Jesus can get us deep revelation. Revelations quite often bring elevations. Praise God. Revelations can bring elevations, but when elevations come, you and I have to be very careful. Praise God. Jesus commended Peter, but then Jesus also shared what was going to happen. And so that brings us to the point that we want to touch this morning. As soon as Jesus said, what is about to happen? The Bible said, Peter, something happened within him. Something happened within him. Something troubled him. Something troubled him. He got, got hold of Jesus. And the Bible says, he began to rebuke 
Jesus. Interesting, isn't it? He said, impossible, master. That can never be. The man who blurted out the revelation. Now he's stopping Jesus. He gets hold of Jesus and he's rebuking him saying, no, it can't be, can't be, can't be. This cannot happen. Praise the Lord. You know what that means? Revelation does not make us immune to human emotional roller coaster experiences of our life. The minute you resist the word of God, you become open for some other power to work through you. I want you to draw draw your attention. Peter took hold of Jesus and said, no, 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 this 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 cannot happen. This can't happen. You can't be talking like this. You got to forget this crap about rejection, crucifixion, pain, suffering. No, don't talk negative, talk positive. Why you want to talk about pain? Talk about something positive. Let's talk about health and wealth. Let's talk about power and prosperity. Let's not talk about something negative. Let's talk about something positive. So Peter is saying no. The Bible says Jesus looked at Peter. Jesus looked at Peter. One version says he turned around and he looked at the disciples. I want to draw your attention here to three things. When Jesus looks at a person, one, he sees something Beneath them. Two. When Jesus looks at a person, he sees something beyond them. Three. When Jesus looks at a person, he sees what's behind them. Three things. Come with me. Number one. When Jesus looks at a person, he sees what's beneath them. Them. Praise God. We have an external shelling. We are not just what we see. There is something beneath us. Praise God. There is this visible me and there is this invisible me. There is this visible shelling of you and there is something beneath you. Now, I can only see what's out there, what's visible. But when Jesus looks at a person, he can see what's beneath them. He once looked at Peter and said, you are Simon. You are the wobbler. 
you are the unsteady guy. You are the unstable person. Praise God. So when Jesus looked at Peter, he knew what was beneath him, beneath that outside hard case fella was the wobbler Simon. Quite often we are good in putting up the front. Many a people who are hard and rugged on the outside, inside they are wobbling. They are unsteady. They are unstable. Jesus looked at him once and said, you are Simon. But then Jesus can also see what? Beyond. Beyond, Jesus looked at Peter and saw not only the wobbler man, but what God can do through him. Praise God. Hallelujah. When the world looks at you and me and gives a report based on what is seen, Jesus can look beyond who and what you are today. There is hope. There is hope. Praise God. Because God has a unique plan for everyone. God can mold and make a person. God can bring out the best out of the worst. God can bring good out of bad. God can refine the mess that we are in. God can make a Simon, a Petra, a Peter. God can turn the wobbler into a piece of rock. Praise God. Look at yourself. Deep down if you feel that you're unsteady, that you are wobbling and that you are no consistency in you, that you don't take, you don't have what it takes to become what needs to be. I want to tell you, I want you to give yourself to God. He is gonna look beyond what you are because he can make something good out of the bad. He can bring something beautiful out of ashes. Praise God. Out of the ruins, he can bring out something beautiful. But Jesus can also see what's behind us. He turned and said to Peter, he turned and said to Peter, he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you're not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Look at this. Jesus looks at his disciple and tells Peter, get behind me, Satan. Praise God. Our words can reveal the force behind us. Our words can reveal the influence behind us. Our words can speak volumes up about who you're giving your ear to. Jesus looks at this man and tells him, get behind me, Satan. 
What does that mean? What does that mean? Any one of us, every one of us are vulnerable in a moment's time from being an instrument of righteousness and becoming an instrument of unrighteousness. Any moment the enemy, if we give him room, he can take any life and create a havoc. The enemy, when we give him room, when we give him elbow room to work, praise God, he can take access, take control of our mouthpiece, take controls of our faculties of thoughts, faculties of speech, and we become a spokesman for him. A few minutes ago, the man uttered a revelation from God. Sometime later, he becomes a mouthpiece. He utters what Satan wants to say. Now, Jesus does not make a mistake. He has a discernment. He looks into him and see the force that is working behind him. Praise God. You know, when you read the Bible, it's very interesting. David was a man after God's own heart. God testifies about that. First Chronicles 21, the Bible says, Satan prompted him to do something that was not pleasing to God. Everything looked good from the outside. David was prompted by Satan to take a census. Nothing wrong in taking a census. But what drove him to take the census was the pride and the trust in his might and the numbers that he had. Look, a man after God's own heart, Satan finds access and just prompt him to do the very thing that would displease God. What am I trying to say? Every child of God ought to be careful. You and I can become an instrument or a mouthpiece of the enemy. One simple looking mistake, which does not look anything wrong, Bring such a havoc in Israel that literally thousands are fallen. Every man, every woman, every father, every mother, every leader, every teacher, every pastor, every elder have to be careful. That we, through our wisdom, human wisdom, human ideology, pumps ideology and concepts and principles into the house of God, into the system of God, into the economy of God, which can disrupt what God wants to do in and through us. Hmm. I want to read a quote out. Good men often do the devil's work, though they know it not. End quote, Baxter. 
good men often do the devil's work, though they know it not. This fellow, he had all probably good reasons. His thing is what? Oh, I just want to make sure that Jesus doesn't suffer. But Jesus' plan was very clear. And he often told them what his plan was. What is it that Peter missed it? Peter was not paying attention to what Jesus was saying. When we don't pay attention to the word of God, when we don't pay attention to the counsel of God, when we don't wait for the timings of God, And when we use our power, our strength, our wisdom, our strength, our muscle power, what happens is we are derailed from the purpose of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. What is it that Peter missed? Peter only heard probably the first part, which is Jesus said he was going to suffer at the hands of of the religious leaders and die in Jerusalem. But Peter did not hear that Jesus said after three days, he's going to be resurrected. Quite often, this is what happens to us. We hear bits and pieces and we push and we we want to bring in what we desire, not do what God desires in and through us. Peter's revelation led to an elevation. Peter's confession about Jesus led to a confusion later on. Not about the confession, but later on he could not align himself to what Jesus was saying. He was confused. Praise the Lord. One minute, he had a revelation from God the Father, acknowledged by Jesus. The next minute, he spoke in the flesh. Praise God. You see the frailty of human nature, that we all can move into deep revelation and knowledge and understanding. The next moment, we could be off the wall completely. The man who loves Jesus but shuns the word of God and the methods of God and the timings of God is a stumbling block to the kingdom of God. Our past revelations, our past accolades, our past achievements does not make us immune to the Purpose does not make us immune to the ploys and the plans of the enemy. Praise the Lord. He becomes an instrument in the hands. Quite often, people are instrument in the hands of God. They fall in the hands of Satan, and Satan uses them. Past revelations cannot immune, cannot keep us immune from current blunders of life. Praise the Lord. There is God's perspective and there is man's perspective. Quite often we miss God's perspective. Look what Jesus tells him. 
You know, look what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, you are missing something here. Hmm? You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Praise the Lord. You got it all wrong, Peter. Men are concerned about the material things. God is concerned about eternal things. Men are always looking for a quick fix. God is looking for a fix, period. We're looking for a quick fix. God is looking for a fix, period, not a, just a quick fix. Men are concerned about prosperity. God is concerned about sanctity. Men are concerned about power. God is concerned about purity. Praise God. You and I have to come to a place where we are armed with the perspective of God. Jesus rebukes him. The disapproval of Jesus is as real as his approval. Listen to it. The same Jesus who approved him, the same Jesus who gave him accolades, the same Jesus did what? Disapproved what he said. Praise the Lord. If one minute ago it was good, good, I commend you. The next minute it was a rebuke from Jesus. You need to understand, we need to understand. Jesus does not, Jesus does not hesitate to rebuke us or to correct us. He does not. Just because Peter had a revelation a minute ago and it was a revelation from the father did not stop Jesus from rebuking him and correcting him. What does that tell us? As a father, as a mother, as a teacher, as a leader, as a pastor, as an elder, as a deacon, there are places and times where we have to rebuke and correct. I know it's hard to say, man, that's okay. Praise the Lord. Jesus did not hesitate. Whether it was Peter, whether it was James, whether it was John, regardless who it was. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I want to draw something very beautiful here as I wrap it up. Peter made a big blunder. Spoke what Satan wanted to do. You know, Jesus said it before, Matthew chapter 4. Get away from me, Satan. What was Satan trying to do? Trying to shortcut, short circuit Jesus. He says, you don't have to go to the cross. Don't go to the cross. Just bow down to me. I'll give you everything. Now Satan comes again through Peter. Listen, let me tell you. The enemy can use anyone as an instrument. To Job, it was his wife. 
His wife came and said, curse God and die. So the enemy can use anyone around us to thwart the purpose of God for us. Two things. One, you make sure that you don't allow anyone to derail you from the purpose of God. One. Number two, don't allow Satan to use you to derail the purpose of God in someone else's life. Two things. Be careful. As I close, I want to show you something very beautiful here. Jesus rebukes Peter. Jesus looked at him and said, Satan, get behind me. You look, you look, think about it. If someone were to look at us, and if we made a blunder, looked at straight square in our eyes and said, rebuke that Satan in you. Ooh, that's going to hurt, boy. And Jesus did not pull him to the private and, and said it. Here's the principle. What's said in public has to be rebuked in public. What's said in private has to be corrected in private. Peter blurted this out among the disciples. Jesus corrected it out right, right there among the disciples. Now look at the beauty of it. Human errors, human frailties does not mean that God writes us off. Did you get this? Human errors in life, human frailties in life does not mean God will write us off. Do you think the heavenly father who gave Peter the revelation about who his son is regretted and said, you know what? That revelation should have gone to James or John. This guy, after all, he just became a mouthpiece for Satan. No. Praise God. Once corrected and put on track, God does not write you off. Praise God. I want to tell you someone who's in this house, someone who's listening to me. We all make errors in life. We all make wrong decisions in life. But heaven doesn't write us off. Heaven will not hold anything bad from correcting me, from correcting you, from rebuking us, from disciplining us, but heaven will not write us off. Heaven will pick us up. Give us a good shake. Praise God. Put through the turnstile of discipline. Get us all washed and cleaned. And remember what we said? When Jesus looks, he sees what's beneath What's beyond, what's behind. He sees what is beyond. He picks us up. 
strengthens us up and said, go, praise God, hallelujah. The Bible says, the Lord looked at Gideon, praise God. One look at the, the Lord at Gideon. The Bible says the man was strengthened. Praise God. Hallelujah. He did not look like a mighty warrior like the angel addressed him. But one look from heaven made him a mighty warrior. Praise God. It might be a look of correction, discipline, rebuke, empowerment. But one look from him. Praise God. Question is, who is speaking through you? Hey, who is speaking through you? Two, who are you speaking for? Lend this, lend this. Lend this to him. And say, Father, I'm open for a download of revelation. I want to be your mouthpiece. I want to talk for you. I want to speak for you. Praise God. No, Father. I don't want to be prompted by him, influenced by him, be the force behind him, but I want you to be the force in me so that I can speak the revelation from him. All eyes closed.